What business do you have in Ravenscar? Two broad-shouldered men, armed with swords, stood in the middle of the muddy road, blocking the way. The first man's tone was neutral, but the hard look in his eyes sent a shiver down Nira's spine. This was someone who would kill without thought or remorse. Why should we tell you? Devine said. The second man scowled and dropped his hand to his sword, though he made no move to draw the weapon. Nira tensed. She wished she was holding her dagger, but she knew if her hand so much as twitched in the direction of her blade, the two thugs, who it seemed were Ravenscar's unofficial welcoming committee, would be on them in an instant. It was early spring in Salomnia. The trees were beginning to bud, and while the air was still cool enough for the five companions to wear their fur cloaks, there was a fresh, green smell in the breeze that promised warmer weather to come. The road that led to Ravenscar was muddy from recent rains, and dotted with mounds of horse manure, fruit rinds, and gnawed meat bones. The town, if it could be called that, was little more than a collection of ramshackle buildings made from weathered and rotting wood. It seemed to Nira as if one good strong wind could turn the entire town into kindling. Catriona, Elidor, and Sindri remained silent as Devine spoke again. Our business is our own. Since when did the folk of Ravenscar start asking questions of visitors? Since we felt like it, the first man growled. He was tall and clad in leather armor and wore a snakeskin sword belt. But if you don't want to answer in words, you can always answer in coin, the second thug added. He was dressed like the first, except his belt was plain leather, and he wore a cloak made from the hide of a mountain cat. The second bully began to draw his sword, and his companion did likewise. Catriona reached for the steel dragon claws tucked beneath her belt, while Sindri raised his hand, the one with the silver ring, in preparation of casting a spell. But before a fight could break out, Elidor drew a fat coin purse from his tunic. In that case, here's our answer. The elf shook the purse, jingling the coins inside. I suspect it's your favorite language. The first thug, Nira thought of him as a snakeskin, stopped drawing his sword, but he didn't slide the blade back into its sheath. That is it, he allowed. But how many words of it do you intend to speak? As many as necessary, Elidor replied. The two men stared at the purse for a moment, sizing it up, and then looked at each other. The barbarians sheathed their swords, and Nira let out a breath she hadn't known she was holding. Elidor tossed the money pouch, and Snakeskin snatched it out of the air. He opened it, and both men examined the contents. Satisfied, Snakeskin closed the purse and stepped aside. Enjoy your stay in Ravenscar. Snakeskin said. For as long as it lasts, Cathide smirked. Or maybe I should say for as long as you last. Both men laughed, but Nira and her companions did their best to ignore them as they walked past. When they were out of earshot, Elidor said, It truly pains me to have to part with so much steel. It's a good thing you did, Devine said. If we hadn't paid them, a fight might have broken out, and the last thing we want to do is draw attention to ourselves. Remember, 
We've come here to contact an old friend of mine who can help us sneak into Cairngorm Keep. I still don't see how a centaur is going to get us into Maddox's home, Elidor said. Aantai is Bolthor's gamekeeper, Devine explained. She often goes to the wizard's keep to deliver supplies and pick up Maddox's latest, uh, creation for Bolthor's amusement. But she won't be able to help us if we're imprisoned or dead. So let's be careful, all right? Despite everything Nira had been through since awakening with no memories on a forest trail so many months ago, she didn't think she'd ever become completely used to being in dangerous situations. And from what Devine had told them, Ravenscar was a dangerous place indeed. The friends continued walking through the town, doing their best to ignore the stares of the residents they passed.